Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hello one and all, and welcome to Behind the Glass, your weekly automotive podcast hosted by two rather uninformed enthusiasts. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I'm Sam from the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass. I'm Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. And you can watch us each week. We hope you enjoy the episode. Everybody, welcome to another one of our incredible Behind the Glass live events, this time from Vines of Gatwick BMW, where we are joined by a group of lovely looking people. Give yourselves a round of applause. Now, I don't want to blow smoke out these guys' backsides, but I think this might be one of the nicest venues we've actually done on these events in. It's done a, a good job. This is a proper showroom. Well done, Gary. This You've is done fancy. a good job. That's a shout out He's to not Ga- yeah, Gary of Vines. Gal. Gatwick fame. Done a good job, mate. Well done. Yeah, we're going to give you a big round of applause there. But yeah, welcome everybody. It's a very fancy, lovely BMW dealership. We have got very interesting cars behind us, which we'll probably talk about at some point. Um, which, oh, some of the cars are beeping. It's going to be awkward if the alarms go off, but anyway. <laughs> um, uh, it's great to be here, and it's great to have so many of you down, especially as we've just learned so many new faces. Uh, it's the favourite part of us for coming to these live events, isn't it? Meeting new people and meeting some of you who are sitting at home listening now. You make your way down to these events. It's happened this. a lot more this year than last year. So the, the previous events we've done this year, most of them have been new. Well, that sounds bad. No, that no. sounds like the people came to the first one. We're not going back to that. So. No, no, but it's, it's nice to have a. It's like a new audience. Isn't yeah, it? it's a, exactly. That's exactly what it is. It's always nice to meet new people. That's what we like. So we're going to launch in in a very traditional way and kick things off with the rate my ride section. Now, because of the amazing amount of glass in this showroom, we have seen some of these cars arrive, and Tony has already passed some judgment. So I, I'm scared for all of you, but um, we'll kick things off. If you think you bring a pile of poo, by the way, and we call it out, still put your hand up. Because some people literally go quiet and don't say nothing. People get really scared now, I think. Yeah. They're just terrified of what Tony's going to say, and they just refuse to admit that they bought this car. Yeah. Um, but we're starting off with definitely not a pile of poo, because it's a Ferrari F12. Yeah. One of the first cars to arrive today, grey car, a uh, gentleman who owns this car, hands up right at the back, so we're going to pass the microphone. It's a bit of a pass-the-parcel game, so if we could slowly just make the microphone on the way back. Now, I know that this car was bought as a bit of a, a lockdown purchase. So, you oh, know, right. When there was a chance to grab a few deals on cars. So he's had it a couple of three years. You've had it three years, two or three years? And uh, 
I think yeah, your I words were in, you give it, you give it hell. Yeah, I bought it in uh, August 20, so I'm, I bought a higher mileage one so I could drive the backside off it. So. Wow, oh, like have you had that. any problems with it? Uh, it's had one high pressure power steering hose, a lot of tires, a lot of petrol. Wow, how many miles have you done? Uh, 20,000 miles. And how good is that? Wow, 20,000 well miles, we like that. Ferrari being used. People, we were talking to a few people upstairs about this. There's still, I think, a bit of a stereotypical thought of like, Ooh, used Ferraris, they're going to cost a ton to run. Oh, I'm a bit scared of that. Oh, come on. But you were saying that it's actually cheaper to service than your McCann, right? Yeah, absolutely. Last service was 935 quid, and the equivalent service in the McCann was 1,200. Look at that. Mm. I mean, obviously, the hose you mentioned probably wasn't that cheap. Yeah, that, that wasn't cheap. That was <laughs> 650 quid. That was about 1,400 quid for the hose. The bit you are missing in is that the McCann is on a two-year schedule, and that's on a yearly schedule. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's not the same at all. <laughs> but, it's like double. No, I, had to, I had to have something done on the So I finished him off. It's yeah. so annoying when Tony points out these things that completely undermine your argument. Yeah. But I'm still going to fly the flag. For Ferraris don't have to be as expensive as you all think. Yeah. Uh, except apparently they are. Uh, so anyway, thank you very much for bringing it. It sounded very nice as it arrived. Mega car. Next up, we've got oh a lovely... Okay, now help me out here. This looks like a nine... Six four. We've still got a nine eleven, a grey nine eleven with uh, yellow heads up lights. Who's that? Pass Just in the, the back. If you pass the mic across, we're in Carrera. What are so, we looking at uh, here? Carrera 4, 1990. 1990. Uh, I was just born. Liar. You've had it eighteen years. Yeah. That's fantastic. Have you ever had a car more than five years? In stock, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gary's got a couple and all. <laughs> What's the longest you've owned a car personally? Oh, oh personally? Yep. Oh, not very long. No, not, I know, but think, just rack your brains. Not, not in the last 15 years, only since I've been a motor dealer. Um, How long? I think you had a 488 for a year No, or so. I, had, I had the GT3 RS for two years. I had the Fair. Purple Manti for two years. Not because I wanted to. I just <laughs> couldn't sell it. Yeah. it. It was for sale for... Uh, speciale. How long did I have that? 18 months, I think I had the Speciale. About two years. But nothing maybe. for like five years. No, So no, the thought of no owning a car chance. for 18 years makes... Oh, do me in. Yeah. <laughs> Finish me off, yeah. Unbelievable. How much does that cost you, that car? Um, I bought it for 11k. Oh, you've done well. Um, but I put 55k into it. 55? <laughs> Flipping hell. But um, today that's probably worth... But it's actually, if you probably worth it out, 40. <laughs> it's actually been cheaper than my mobile phone over the same period of time. No, yeah. what well, you spent 55 grand on mobile phone? I should go yeah, with O2. I mean, it's, it's worth more than a bit cheaper. <laughs> Hashtag ad. Uh, yeah, yeah so <laughs> is that allowed? You, use the code <laughs> Tony Gravel when you sign up to an O2 deal. <laughs> I think it's stunning. The yellow lights, does that denote that it was at one point a French car or something? Or that... uh, no, just, uh, just got a bit bored one day. Ah, oh, okay, fine, you did it, that. Yeah. Super nice. I think it's a stunning colour as well. I'm a big fan of that. How many miles you done in it? Uh, well, I've done 60. It's on 172 now. 172. That's a proper used Porsche. I like that a lot. Thank you. That's fantastic. And is that your pride and joy? Have you got other special bits in the garage? Oh, hold on a sec. You're not holding the silver shaft. I've got an E63. Okay. Um, oh, you've yeah, died. That... Oh, what? Sorry? Oh, you've died. Why has he died? died? E63, terrible car. Why is that a terrible car? How old is it? Uh, six seven. So, Sixty seven. Should have bought yeah. an M five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? Why don't you like an E sixty three? What? <laughs> don't you? 
No. You are selling too many ads today. I don't, you're out of control. Oh, mate, I'm on a commission. I can tell. Hey, sir, Clearly, bloody hell. Cars, Trying right? to shift those cars, Gary's had for 10 the, years in stock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much for bringing it. Oh, now this is an interesting one. It's really interesting. Oh my God. <laughs> so we have. How are you going to get home in that? A Lamborghini Diablo VT. Have you seen the plate of this? Bad. It just says bad. Some numbers in front well, of Well, yeah, it's got six, seven, nine, and then bad. Yeah. Which feels like they bought it because they knew you were going to say uh, it's bad. Uh, who's, who's come in that car? <laughs> Here he is. Get that mic to immediately. <laughs> right now. So, obviously, I drove one of these quite recently, back-to-back with a Diablo SV. And I was, like, a little bit non-fussed about this. And then when this gentleman arrived, he said, oh, I bought the car because I watched your video. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. I, I hope you didn't. Anyway. I actually bought it specifically so you could roast me, Tony. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Well, stand up because I want to see if your spine is connected to your bum. Because you probably sit like that. No, see, it's yeah, not. Yeah, no, it, it, it's a terrible car to drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. That's probably why you like it. No, I didn't like it that oh, much. Wow. I preferred the one before. It's so bad that I didn't even no. like it. <laughs> where, tr- where have you come from in it? Uh, central London. Oh, it's not too far at least. Well, no, but driving that through central London, that's a bit of a Do you have prick, Uber on your app? I mean, Pardon? Do you have Uber on your phone, the app? What's that? Well, it's a taxi app because that's what you're going to need to get home. No, <laughs> it, it, it actually like works. Really? Have you ever driven a Diablo? Yeah. Have you ever been in a Diablo? Bit, I don't feel. I'm not sure I've ever driven one. But no. It's an old Lamborghini. It's be terrible. <laughs> it looks I, good. So and yeah. it sounded good when it, it arrived. Good. We all heard it. It, it, sat, it made a noise. Yeah. Yeah. Not that fast, it, are you? Yeah. No. <laughs> well, I mean, well done. It's I don't nice know if you. Color. I don't know if you got roasted. Look at what's next to it, though. It's a two RS next to it. Have we got a photo of that, Ben? That's a Vizac car. <gasps> well, that's made up for it, right? That's better. There is a silver t- Now, car? I know who's coming in this car. We have a celebrity. What, we, have a we have a celebrity it's, amongst it's my our car, mates. But Freddie's driven it here. So, yeah. Oh, well, everybody. TFJJ of TFJJ fame right here amongst us. Can we all give Freddie a round of applause? Arguably one of the best photographers in the world. There's not a car event that takes place globally that Freddie's not actually at. Uh, I've seen him be in three places at once. It's quite amazing. <laughs> and you've come today in a 2RS. Freddie, we met probably seven, eight, maybe even nine years ago. I think I was overly financing a TTS. I think at the time you were at school. Yeah, I was, yeah. And you're now driving to events in a GT2RS. I know. Very, very thankful for that. Outrageous, right? Yeah. Can you just firstly... Uh, encapsulate your drive this morning and just quickly just explain to somebody in an elevator pitch how you went from street supercar spotter to now working I guess full time right as a as a photographer influencer yeah I mean it was a lot of luck to be honest getting into Instagram and YouTube at the right time sort of before things kicked off massively you know 10 years ago I was probably still at school um, and then worked through it I went to uni in London um, Mainly to go and see cars. I didn't tell that to my parents, but it was mainly because I wanted to see cars. And also there was a course that you know, fitted what I wanted to do. Um, and then, yeah, once, once I started getting a few followers, because I was always in the right place at the right time. You just used to sit at Harrods. Um, obviously, you know as well. Yes, um, I was always in Harrods. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so different outside, outside Harrods, not, not in Harrods. Well, I was looking out the window. Yeah. <laughs> He's in there oh. getting his toiletries. <laughs> Actually, they do a great... No, sorry, let's move on. Um, and then, you know, once you start to get a few followers, you build that up, then you get dealerships getting into contact, and, you know, they're happy for you to photograph their cars, and um, you see lots of people at events and a bit of networking and all that kind of stuff. And, yeah, thankfully, able to do it as a job now. 
And now you're driving, driving two RSs stuff. along. Yeah. Pretty hours. How was that? Have you driven a this generation GT product before? No, I don't think I've ever driven a GT product. So it was really cool. <laughs> big way, really isn't nice. it? Yeah. Uh, the frying pan into a fire. It's a lot easier than my Aston to drive. You own a DBS, um, right? Yeah. Yeah, I can see DBS. that. Um, but yeah, it was amazing. Lovely and smooth. Unbelievably quick. Um, didn't push it too hard because it's not my car, obviously. Trying to keep up with the Diablo, eh? Well, I actually let him go because he was, yeah, he was uh, <laughs> way into the distance. Yeah. We all know how that Diablo drives. <laughs> so, that, so, that, so the gentleman who's got the Diablo has got the GT2 RS. So you've got yeah. the worst car and one of the best cars, <laughs> literally. Well, I bought the Diablo just to upset you. Oh, yeah. you have really I, have I upset wanted, me. I wanted you to rinse me. Yeah. <laughs> and I bought it off, actually off Sam's recommendation. I no, I did out. not give it a you know, Three people have come to me today buy. saying, I bought cars off your videos. I'm, I'm going to stop making videos. Yeah, it's I a disaster. Yeah, people making awful choices. Well, anyway, thank you for letting yeah, Freddie bring the two hours as well. Um, super cool to see those two together. And Freddie, thank you for being here and, and uh, what's called gracing us with your presence. It's nice to have a thank you. celebrity amongst us. Now, we got a mini GP2, is that the GP, which one, GP, yeah, at the hand at the back there, we slowly pass the microphone back. Now, I'm assuming, because I've driven a GP3, Miss Emma Walsh's GP3 of all, of all the I've cars. I've got one in stock at the moment. Do you? Oh, yeah. Oh, look, there you go, that's a good little shout out for you. Does this car have hectic understeer as well? A little bit. It's a not little quite bit. so bad now. Okay. But these are great fun, right? These are like go-karts on the road. What, mm. what did you have before this? Basic Fiesta, one litre EcoBoost Fiesta. So this must be quite Larry. Compared to that, yeah. Yeah. I think they're cool. I'm still such a Mini fan. We did a question at a recent event about Minis in general. I think people do disappreciate the Mini. They've got such personality yeah, to them. Yeah, they're really cool, yeah. Put your hands up if you like the idea, you don't have to go and buy one, of the new Mini Electric with all its gizmos. Two. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let the guys across the road know, will you? Yeah. <laughs> well, I like it. Anyway, thank you for bringing that. Oh, and then we got an 812 Superfast. You know what? It's so interesting. Geographically, when we do these events, the kind of cars that turn up. We've got some fancy-ass cars today, don't we? Oh, we're in the south of England, where all the money is. That's <laughs> what, what Tony always says. Yeah. When we go up north to Alexander's, he's so rude. Some of these cars probably cost more than these people's houses. Well, hold on a minute. What that, what that young man spent on his Porsche maintaining it, you can literally buy an house up north. <laughs> and he's only maintaining his car. I mean, it's, it's, that's true, no? Uh, I'm not going to comment because yep. I don't, don't want to get sued again. Well, you wouldn't uh, know. You shop in Harrods. <laughs> They've got some great stuff in Harrods. There's oh, a good. load of selection. Yeah. Uh, 812 Superfast, uh, owner of that car. Oh, right down here at the front. Fantastic. This your first Ferrari? Oh, he looks like a Ferrari. No, man I was going to well. say no. Okay, well, but the mic is slowly making its way towards you. Yeah, I think the 812, I know we've been talking about F12s before. The 812 is such a fantastic car. Proper, proper car. Proper car. Um, the only Ferrari. Actually, no, go on. We'll wait for this. Thank you. So, uh, how long have you had the car? I, it was locked down purchase. I bought it. June 2020. Okay. Now, you've got too much money here. Oh, I'm sitting indoors. I've got nothing to do. I'll just spend 300 grand on a Ferrari. <laughs> Brilliant. What did you have before then? California tea. Oh, wow. That's a parlor shit. <laughs> that is a terrible car. That's quite a change from a California tea to an 812. Were you a bit like, like the first time you gave it out of a roundabout? Yeah. Yeah. Quite Larry, Skittish. right? Skittish. Yeah, skittish. That is a good way to describe it. But just a fantastic bit of kit. And I think the car. GTS, whilst I slagged it off when it first got unveiled, I mean, that is almost ultimate road-going car. Not to say that the coupe is not fantastic. But um, yeah, beautiful, really nice spec. Big fan. Have you ever thought... You did think about getting an 812 at one point. Well, I nearly bought a GTS. Yeah. Like, like literally, I bought the P3 
piss the spider. But of course, yeah, I was. Re- and do you know what? I wish I had bought it because they they went down and they went skyrocketing Sky back up. up. Yeah. They come back down again now, but at the time, I still think it's too GT carry. It's not for, for me. you. Yeah, it's not for me. But it's yeah. they're just beautiful things and they sound fantastic. And would you keep hold of that for a while, or you're someone who likes to change your cars quite often? I change them often, but this is the longest I've ever had a car. Interesting. Okay, well, that says something. Well, Where yeah. have you come from today? You've got an accent. I have an accent, but I, I come from Brighton. Oh, right. right. <laughs> come from Brighton, but maybe not originally. Uh, anyway, thank you for bringing that car. Stunning. Oh, and the Ferraris continue. We've got a 458. Is that a spider, Tony? It's a red 458 with the plate CHB. Looks, looks like it, yeah. I can't is see it, it from this angle. Who's, who's got that car? No, Rich, I don't think it is yours unless you... Uh, I can't, oh, you have. It's Rich with something at the end. What? Rich B. Rich was very keen for me to point out that doesn't mean that he is rich. It's just that his name is. Yeah. Um, so this has been to an event before, one or two times. It is lovely. He actually came to my caffeine and machine event, which was great fun. Um, you love this thing, right? Yeah, I've put uh, 11,000 miles on this car. We've been around Europe, did over 3,100 miles in it recently. And I did buy this on the basis of Sam's recommendation. Oh, see, there's another one. I mean, what a disaster, right? In 2020, October. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, they're great cars. And if you look at them value-wise, it's kind of mind-boggling. I know recently I'll be speaking Mind-boggling how much they are. That's still. what I mean. That's what I'm saying. Because yeah. like, I keep talking about Romas. How can a relatively brand new 1,500-mile Roma, you can tell I've been looking at one specifically, uh, be 150 grand, and then a 458 be 160 or 170. Mm. I mean, the world's gone mad just because it's a naturally aspirated engine. Mm. Um, but no, I mean, you know, su- super cool cars. It's, and great, it's great for the channel. I don't know if it's okay to mention that. Of co- yeah, I know you never it's miss a, an opportunity to mention now, the channel, yeah. but uh, go on, you can give yourself a shout-out quickly. So for everybody, we run the supercar channel called Rich Reviews. So get on board. Get on board. Um, ben, just some... edit that bit out, will you? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to send you an invoice. Yeah. <laughs> then leave it in. Tony needs a discount code to do proper promos. Yeah, but no, just... thank you for coming, mate. I appreciate it. And it's always nice to see that car. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, guys. Oh, and then we've got a very nice Purple Mante. Blue. What is that blue on the Purple Mante? I know whose car that yeah, is. I know. Where, where are you? Where are you? He's going to hide now. No, there he is, right in the middle. <laughs> Let's get is. the microphone across. Naughty little man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've nearly seen that car go in a wall before. It's the funniest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> so wait, Hi, what, what, is this, what is this blue? Cepheus. Cepheus blue. That's a lovely colour. I don't think I've seen a Purple Mante in that colour before. It's cool. There's a reason for that. No, wait. Uh, Tell the story about. Sorry. Go on. Tell the story about um, the cut that car. You bought it new. I bought it new. Then what I happened? S- I sold it because the, the values went like that. Yeah. Plummeted. And I bought it, and then I bought it back for more money than you sold it for. A little, a little. <laughs> <laughs> tiny, <laughs> tiny bit. You should be my oh. financial advisor because it sounds like we often make the same mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. Bloody hell! Well, because you missed it, right? The cool of the car. You like money's yeah, money. I, I didn't need... want to sell it at the yeah. time. Yeah. I was, I was so close to pulling out. Not every but... car is a financial. You know, there's sometimes an emotional element. Sometimes you just have to go right. It is what it is. Suck it up. How many miles it done now? Twenty-three. I mean, fair play. 23 miles. In those seats, 23 Tony. miles. No. <laughs> <laughs> 23 we, we, miles. We the same yeah. I thought you were chilling, like, well done, 23 miles in a purple manta. Do you, do you track the car? Not really, no. Not really, yeah, because that's where, you, that's where it all kind of went wrong for you, right? Yeah, it just went straight everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. The, yeah. The, uh, you've got a little Z4 track car, though, right? Still got it? Yeah, still got that. Yeah. We, we've done some road trips together. I know, I remember yeah, because you yeah. came to a Duke of London event before, didn't you? So, yeah, 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 and I think yeah. you tried to have a go at him then as well. So, yeah, yeah. 
He's already been mean Used enough. Yeah, <laughs> so we'll move on. But thank you. I, I, the colour is stunning. Because even today, it's a bit of a cloudy old day today, but that's still popping. So, yeah, very nice to see. Thanks. Uh, oh, now, there's a big Lotus contingent here today. Like, there's a big Lotus gang. And you're brave if you come to one of our events in Lotus. I, I really applaud it. But this looks like an Exige. I don't think it's a... I think it's an Exige S. Like anyway, orange car. Someone's going to be able to correct me. Is it a 410 or a 430? But I don't... Because they did so... But it's not a big enough wing, is it? Who's come in the... Orange Exige at the back. Look, resident to put his hand up. Andy, go back. That's go, it. Going back. Come on. Is this a, is this a special edition or is it just a Exige or Exige? It's a, it's a 27, 2018, 2017, 350. 350, okay, yeah, fine. It's just, just got a few bits, carbon bits. Hey, look, I am a Lotus fan, but unfortunately I'm not sitting next to one. So um, this is your worst nightmare, right? No, well, within reason. Well, my worst nightmare is being thrown in the cage of a lion, but that's close. What about sharks? No, that is real. I mean... I'm or Diablo in- VT? No, I'd rather get in that than... Oh, okay. I mean... Uh, I'd probably rather be eaten by a shark, actually. <laughs> um, hey, look, I, I did uh, the big trip in the Evora, which I, I loved, and I, I think these loads of speak to people. You nearly bought one. I did. I really got excited about that Evora GT, don't you remember? Yeah, I remember, yeah. Came back and like, I'm going to get one. It's so unique. And I was flapping. Yeah. But how many times have I done that to you? Every week, yeah. like literally every week. I can't tell you how many cars I've bid on on collecting cars in the last <laughs> 10 days. Tony's fuming at this point. Yeah. But just, just put a low bid in, see what happens. If you win it, what a win. <laughs> if you win Bloke. it, get your mate to pay for it. That's what he does. <laughs> it's literally, <laughs> it's literally I, keep, I keep texting me saying, if, if I win it, can you pay? And then yeah. I'll figure it out. <laughs> so far, you've said yes to pretty much everything. There hasn't yeah. been anything you've said no to yet. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, let's see. That's oh, a few dodgy bits. But anyway, thank you very much. That's, that's awesome to see. Oh, now this is a wicked car. Now, I think these get overlooked and misunderstood, these. What I can do you see think about why. this? Lexus LC500, the V8. I was speaking to the gentleman earlier. I don't know where you've gone. Hands up. There we go, in the blue shirt. Now, I think you're going to be immediately rude about this. But Hold have you on. driven one of these? No. Ah, oh, well then, don't talk. Oh. Um, because these things, it's, we were saying it's like a Japanese Mercedes SL. Bentley's maybe a bit punchy. What was your comparison as well that you made? Estimate. Aston Martin. It's, it's got that, it's a great, smooth Grand Tour, a lovely engine, interesting interior. I wouldn't necessarily like unbelievable interior in terms of quality, but it's an interesting interior. It feels different. It's just a wafter. Good. You were going to be rude about it, weren't you? No. No? You told me not to. Okay, fine. Well, thank you. Well, he's not going to be rude about it, so I saved your bacon there, but um, I think they're lovely. I think, it, and often overlooked, but yeah, well, let's stop before I um, bite off my own hand. Thank you for bringing it. Next up, we've got a very nice V8 Vantage with what looks to be a big old racing grille. Silver V8 Vantage. Oh, down the front here. So this is a unique grille. If we can get the microphone to slowly make its way down. Uh-oh. This is uh, Tony's fan favourite uh, of a behind-the-glass live event. It's a manual before, V8 Vantage. Before Tony finishes me off, remember, I support Tottenham as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's a Tottenham fan too, <laughs> no, no, so be yeah. careful. So, wait, what is this grill? Uh, so, it's uh, stole from the uh, 177. You Actually, stole it from the 177? No, it's, it's designed from it. So, <laughs> okay. it's a 177 with yeah. no grill. <laughs> <laughs> but it's here. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it's from a... Uh, and that's a custom fabrication? Or? Yeah, it's... it's um, you can buy them online and literally just style it off the 177. It's quite a... Wow. Thing what most people do of that generation Aston Martin. Well, that's okay. the first one I've ever seen. So yeah, not I, most generally it, it's the, it is. That's the first. Ch- and have you done anything else to it? It's kind of yeah. So it's got uh, the sports cats all been done, and there are Aston Martin ones. So it's all like official. Yeah. To make it a little bit more beefy, and it's got a map. 
So it's got about 430 brake now. Wow. Instead of the 380. Is it a manual or manual, a... Manual, yeah. Manual one. Did uh, Hands up if you saw my Challenge the Road Vantage main channel video I filmed of Vantage recently. Thank you so much for all of those that you that watched. Hands up if four that, people that watched it. That's all I need, mate. Oh. You don't know my AdSense. <laughs> okay. Four people, I'm buying me an FF. Um, <laughs> no, but hands up if you liked the idea of that concept. Probably the same amount of people who watched the video. So that, I mean, I, I'm a fan. So I think the only thing which I would say is that, obviously, you've done this work essentially yourself. And, and sometimes with these cars... There's a certain amount which is, you know, wrenching or doing the work yourself is what's exciting and you can make your own car. But I think there's still a space for slightly tweaked and modified modern classics just to improve them and bring them forward ever so slightly because that is still a good starter car. I know you love to hate them, but oh, it is a cool value. bit of kit. Yeah, yeah great yeah, value. Great value. Loads of emotion, loads of sound. I mean, that sounds quick at the power that you're putting out. So, yeah, I, I'm a fan of these things. I think oh. they're stunning. I've actually driven one of these. It's the funniest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> Correct me because I don't want to get the name wrong. It's uh, fi Figaro, 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 Nissan Figaro. Who's coming the cappuccino oh, coloured Nissan Figaro? Quick. Get the microphone back real speedy. Really fast. Is that a couple I can't see because I'm not. Is there a male and a female here? Please tell me who was driving. Please be the man. It was yeah. the man. Yes, I love it. Thank you very this, much. This goes totally against the whole hairdresser community. Is the roof currently down? Not right now, no, but it was. How big are those wheels? Uh, is it 15? No, that's about 12, oh, it is 12 inches. 12, yeah. 12. Yeah. I mean, this thing is incredible. So you drove one of them. Just, uh, yeah. Why did you drive one well, of them? I didn't mean to. It came in by exchange. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. What is it like? What does it's it terrible. do? Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, it's a three-gear automatic, one-litre turbo. So yeah. It, it tops out about 60 miles an hour. Um, I, I wouldn't want to go that fast in it. Yeah, it's currently our only car. Oh, my God. And did you buy this <laughs> ironically? Was it a couple decision? It, it's, it's her car. The V5 is in her name. Uh, she doesn't have a license, so I drive it. So, wait. Oh, pass, the, yeah. pass, <laughs> the, pass the microphone over. Pass. How come Hi. you bought a car without a license? Uh, I'm 23. Okay. That's well past the legal age. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> She obviously wants to make cool, her boyfriend cool look silly. Cool story, yeah. Keep going. <laughs> um, so I bought it a few days before my 21st birthday in 2021. Still past the legal and age of driving. Keep going. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I love it. It's my baby. Well, what <laughs> you do? You ain't got to drive yeah, it. Yeah, say, why can't you drive it? <laughs> why can't you drive it? Because you ain't got a license. So you like, get a license. Did you lose your license? No. So you've no. never had a license? No. You just no. went, I want to look at a Figaro and I'll find yeah. a boyfriend who can drive me around in it. Yeah. What, uh, husband, husband. 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 Oh my God. <laughs> 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 you've done well there. <laughs> How long have you been together? Sorry, what was that? How long have you been together? Four years. Oh, right. Four years. You are a patient man. That is unbelievable. <laughs> so hold on a minute. You've met him, married him, and then said to him, once you've got him under your belt, right, we're going to have a Figaro, and I ain't got a driving license, and you've got a driving license. <laughs> <laughs> that is, un I'm going to go home, and I'm going to pitch to Vicky that we should get an 812 GTS. Yeah. She'd love that, that she has to drive, not me. Yeah. That's unbelievable. What else Brilliant have you made job. him buy? What else? Has he got any handbags? 
Come on. I mean, yeah. <laughs> come on. Who's got a few? Mate, I am all for this. I love the idea of you driving around in it. I think that's brilliant. I kind of want to go on a road trip with you. Let's get rid of her. She can't drive it. So we we'll just go on a bit of <laughs> We won't reach the destination. Doesn't matter. It's about the journey, mate. It's about the journey. Sure. We can hold hands, get some music on. Oh, my on. God. No, this is lovely. It's the, you know, when, what, what are those old you know, the movies and they put a scarf around their head? Oh, let's go to the Lake District. You know, oh, this is beautiful. I think that's a great bit of kit. And I just love the whole story. So... This is amazing. More, those of you listening at home, if you're coming to a future event and your partner has made you buy a car <laughs> that they don't drive, please come and tell us the story because that is amazing. Um, thank you so much. Right. Uh, oh, there's a Morgan. There's a Morgan outside, a very nice green Morgan. This looks like a plus four, but it could be a plus six. It's got civvies on the front. Morgan owner over here. Now, can I be mean? <laughs> I would say if I was to work out who the Morgan owner in the crowd might be today... I probably would have said it was going to be you. I know. <laughs> have you owned Morgans all your life? He built them. No, I've had it for about four years now. Okay, well, I actually love a Morgan, so that was cruel of me to say, but I do think you fit the aesthetic, which I also love. Is it a plus four or plus six? It's a plus four. Plus four, okay. And, and let's... I, go on, sorry. I was going to say, we've upgraded the suspension and vastly improved the ride and... Okay, because that's the, thing, the unique thing, right? It's obviously, if you hit the brakes on a Morgan, everything sort of goes, oh, oh. you have to wait about half an hour and then you turn it. So, so this is now a slightly raced up car, is it? It's a bit better, yes. Okay, <laughs> and how do you use it? Is it the Sunday morning drives? Are you taking it on road trips and stuff? What's the... Uh, a lot of local uh, Sunday morning drives and stuff like that. Where do There's you live? about a thousand miles a year at the moment. Okay, okay, so it's a real toy. So yeah, where, where do you live? Where do you live? Uh, Sussex. Oh, wow. Oh, beautiful. I mean, you're not... Have you ever experienced a Morgan? No, no, no. I think, I think... No. You know, in the passenger seat, you might be pleasantly surprised. What, with no brakes? Are you joking? No, because you don't drive it like that. I mean, maybe you drive your plus four like that, but I... They're real wafter. It transports you to a different time and era with a little bit more modern tech. And it's just like you feel... You know, tally ho! You know, you feel like you're sort of part of this old, older era of driving pleasure for not driving like you drive. Just, I don't know, just going down the road. You smell it does things. Make you and you think about driving carefully with the brakes. brakes yeah. Brakes are okay, but you, do, you don't have ABS. You don't have all of the sort of modern... Well, you look at the traffic lights outside. You would start braking probably back there <laughs> just to make sure you don't overshoot them. I think it's stunning. I, I'm a big fan of a Morgan. I think the new stuff is amazing. So anyway, thank you for bringing it. Uh, we've got an early Gen 1 TT. Clearly Ben's a fan of. Uh, with the tinted headlights. Anyone? No. Is that your car, Ben? Oh, no. Nervously puts his hand up in the middle. <laughs> yeah, come on. Let's have a chat. <laughs> Go on, Tony. You can have a little chat about the TT. No, I used to like them. You used to? No. Well, I mean, they are what they are now. Is it probably worth a few quid, though? Uh, no. I had a bash the other day with a uh, flatbed truck, so it's knocked a couple of grand off of it. But uh, yeah. <laughs> luckily, well done a minute, luckily you can't see grand. that. Yeah, it won a couple of grand before it got here. Yeah. It's <laughs> worth <laughs> <Swerve> zero. <laughs> Well, I think the TTs are cool cars. Yeah, I mean, you, I, you used to have one. Yeah, but I had the generation, I had a TTS, the generation after this. They did do a Larry one of these, didn't they? A Quattro something, Quattro Sport yeah, or sport, something? Yeah, yeah. Which was supposed to be quite good. But Two-seater one. Yeah, yeah. and they're wicked cars. I think. Are you happy with it? You enjoy it? Yeah. I what did you it. have before? I had a 1.2 Corsa. 
Okay. It's a bit of a step up. This feels like more of a sports car, right? Yeah. That's what yeah. I always liked about my TTs. It really felt, I felt like I was like, oh, I'm in a baby R8. Like, here we go. Like, oh. it's, it, it gives you that idea. So anyway, I, I think it's super nice. And so clearly Ben's a fan because, um, yeah, he's included. Just take it. pictures of anything, Ben. <laughs> Sometimes your choices are so rogue, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, there's a GR Yaris here. Very nice red GR Yaris. We were speaking upstairs a moment ago. GR Yaris owner down here at the front. I mean, that, that's going to become, I think, our new M2 GT4 for live events. I think GR Yaris is going to start to be car of the people in terms of enthusiast car of the people because well old M2 is good but let's face it new M2 is a little expensive guys so you know that's you don't come out of an M2 to go in that you're joking no but I think if you're looking at a 30 or 40 grand car now yes you can go and get an old M2 comp can't you used M2 comp for that kind of money but this I think is what everyone's like oh it's an enthusiast hot hatch it's kind of the right size it's good for the roads it's more me and drivers everyone's done M2 everyone's done Cayman I think we'll start seeing more and more of these Mm. Maybe. You're still not fussed about it, are you? No, no, no. I think it's a great car. I do think it's a great car. I just think it's a different audience. The person that buys an M2 comp don't necessarily buy one. Mm, you're, you're probably right, but everyone I know loves these. They sort of like get obsessed with them. And I'm never going to sell it. You know, it doesn't matter if they own thousands of other cars or not. They just seem to absolutely go mental for the years. Yeah. Anyway, very nice to have it. Thank you so much. Uh, Golf R, blue Golf R. That's a lovely spec, lovely looking thing. Hand up for the Golf R. There he is. Fantastic, great car. I'm a big fan of those Golf Rs. I think that new generation, even the GTIs as well. Like they're, they're wicked cars. Is this one running anything unique or special? So, Stop. bog standard. Does it work? Have you had any problems with the electronics? Yeah, it does flash up a few lights here. Yeah. <laughs> Bit Christmas tree, huh? Yeah, I've heard this. But they're good news still, aren't they? What if they keep doing that? Well, no, in general, golf R's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. they've softened people off aren't, a lot People now. aren't steering away from them because of these supposed <clears throat> electric issues. No, but I, I mean, I think they're a great car, but I think the 7.5 is better. It's better to drive as well. Really? I think, I think so, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I like the light across them. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm they a sucker look better, for that. For they sure. look better, yeah, yeah. Too much touchscreen in it, though. Too much yeah. touchscreen. Well, welcome to the world in 2023. I mean, it's just, it's so weird because I think some touchscreen integration can be fantastic and then there's just that level that goes too far beyond and i think it depends what is incorporated into the touch screens for me the keys are air conditioning shouldn't be in the touch screen should be a physical button driving modes should be a physical button and what else parking sensors yeah i think those three for me have to be physical well i'm not just saying this because we are sitting in the bmw showroom but i think the bmw infotainment system is literally one of the best at the moment we say it over and over again we were going to come on to it in a moment but i think as cars to live with and all through the range and we've got everything here behind us from m3s m4s up to the ix's and stuff as just car to live with and use it's so universally easy to understand and jump in and like going from the x3 to the f pace so many times that even i'm sitting there going like Oh wait, how do I turn the start stop off? Yeah. Or like, you know, just trying to f- remind myself where, for some reason, with every the BMW, even that M2 that I took up to um, Yorkshire, you just kind of know where everything is yeah. instinctively. They're doing a very good job in that department. Let's circle back to that because okay. we want to talk about that in a second. Um, oh, maybe that's—is that the end? Oh, no. Oh, there's a bloody McLaren here. There's a black 570S. Well. Wow. Oh, here he is, nervously smirking. <laughs> nervously like this, he put his hand up. Really Did you smirk. have any errors on the way here? That was all good. Oh, all wow. Good. That's oh, good for you. You'll have some on the way back then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, how have you been getting on with the car? Sorry? How have you been getting on with the car in general? Love it. Love it? A bit of bubbly paint. Um, okay. New battery. Apart from that. Um... How much was the new battery? Oh, just a normal new battery. 
Yeah, yeah. I got okay. it programmed out, so just lead acid, 160 quid. Works fine. fine. That's yeah. all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Eight kilos, I think, I've lost uh, or gained. Fine. I mean, we've said so many times, when they work, they're fantastic. Yeah. You know, so if you're, if you're having a good experience, we don't want to knock that. Have you done a lot of miles in it? Um, about 4,000. Okay, not too year bad. And, year and a half. Yeah, yeah. Track okay. days. Yeah, okay. Yeah. How's it on track? Brilliant. Terrible. Yeah. What did you I have need, before? Shh. I need what? track tyres. I've need, just okay. bought them, not used them yet, so I'm looking Fine. forward to that. What were you driving before this? Um, 911 Turbo. Did you track that? Yeah. So this must be quite a big difference. Yeah, I dynamic. had an Atom as well. That's a oh, bloody hell. Stu- that's a stupid car. That's a really stupid car. <laughs> yeah. that is, I'm glad you said it. Yeah, yeah, bloody hell. Is that how you lost your hair? Sorry? In the he's, Atom? He's still... Yeah. <laughs> it's got more hair than me, so don't worry, you're doing all right. Well, that so. ain't odd. <laughs> um, hey, thank you for bringing it. I'm glad it's no here. We also have to have a bit of McLaren. And we're not too far from McLaren, so we should fly that flag. Uh, is that it? I think maybe that is... Oh! oh, oh. We'll best e- car here. We'll end strong. With a black pista, 488 pista. I know who that is. You know who that is? Where is the pista man? Oh, right here at the front, wearing some Ferrari merch. How predictable. Love yeah. It. <laughs> Always good to see. Rep, rep in the Ferrari brand. I mean, oh, you just can't go wrong with these cars. So there was actually a pista on our track day at the Red Bull Ring that Tony and I did last week. Um, he was all right, wasn't he? He was giving it large a bit. Yeah, we all right down that. the straight, yeah. All right down the straight. Um, how long have you had the car? Uh, two years. Two years. Do you love it? Yeah. Yeah. Does it scare the hell out of you at times? All the time. That's the, I mean, <laughs> but that's so good. I love that. That's what it's all about. He's right? got a 296 as well. Ah, so thoughts, vice versa? Uh, one I can drive and one I can't. Okay. But are you enjoying the 296? Like, because people seem to be a bit hit and miss with them at the moment. I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. I just think they've nailed it. Styling, driving. Um, yeah, I say struggle with the pizza, but feel like Michael Schumacher in a 296. It just lends, like, it gives you so much confidence, right? All the time you can drive like a god in a 296. So quick, so usable. You haven't had any electric issues with the 296? None at all. Yeah, that's fantastic to hear. So, obviously, when you were umming and ahhing and you had your car coming and then you panicked about it, Tony's big thing was like, oh, it's never going to be as good as a Pista. They're obviously different cars, right? You haven't got that stripped out really, lightweight. Really, really different. Yeah, Probably more like a GT car than a Pista. Fine, but still like. super quick. Just mad quick, yeah. Hands up if you like a 296. Yeah, I think everyone's getting the idea that they are pretty fantastic, but they do seem to be having their issues. But anyway, well, thank you for bringing the pista. I think that's super yes. cool to see. Well, there we go. Thank you so much for those of you that, that have taken part in Rate My Ride. Well done um, for surviving, I suppose, apart from a couple of you. Um, uh, but yeah, always great to see. And if you didn't have your car reviewed and you want to show Tony, as I say, at the end of the episode, uh, come and grab us and drag him out to, to look at your car outside. Uh, but we touched on it a moment ago, and as I say, it's not just because we are sitting here in a BMW dealership, but we sort of wanted to touch on it slightly and get your thoughts on this, because I think we both feel like we are inherently BMW fans, probably. Yeah. But at the moment, I feel like BMW are kind of a step ahead in comparison to Audi and Mercedes. Mm-hmm. We've spent on the infotainment, the M products, what they're doing in the electric space, the cars to drive to cars to live with. But is that just because we're fans? So wait, before you answer that, I just want to do an audience survey first mm-hmm. and then we can get into it. So we'll do the three and it's a show of hands. If money was no question, like which brand would you go and buy? So hands up if today you'd go out and buy a Mercedes. Oh, I would say literally like six or seven hands. Hands mm. up if you go out and buy an Audi. Maybe a couple more. And hands up if you buy a BMW. 
pretty much the whole room. Yeah. So, what is this then? What, what do, do you see this cyclically? Yeah. And what are they getting so right and the others are getting wrong? Well, it's just their turn. So, all these brands, there's a, they have a cycle of who's in front. And Audi have had their time. Mercedes had a, had a run as well. And it's, uh, they left BMW behind a bit. And BMW have caught up. It's now their turn. So, they'll have a run now for two or three years. Where everyone will go out and buy BMWs because everyone likes what they're doing. And then the other two. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One of the other two brands will come back and it will switch back again. So but it's always happened. Because I love a conspiracy, yeah. is there something in those three manufacturers almost saying, right, we need a couple of years to now bring out the next era, the next generation, the... So as Audi, for example, I feel like they were really hot at one point with RS5, RS4, you know, big Q7s, all these yeah, things like yeah, that. Yeah. Are they sort of saying, hey, BMW, you just, you run away with it. We'll work hard behind the scenes. And then in a couple of years, we're going to come boom and BMW, you step back a bit and push forward. Or is it just coincidental? One of them just does a better job than the other. Well, I think as well, it's like, it's a trend of <clears throat> what cars are trendy at the time. You know, BMW just bringing, they've just got a lot of good cars out at the moment. But they can't, unfortunately, I don't think these manufacturers can keep doing it. Porsche and Ferrari are very good at it. But it's hard when you're a mass manufacturer to keep everyone happy all the time. So then one of the other big manufacturers, they'll bring out another product and the, the general public will go, oh, I like that one. And but then they all pile into It's across the instead. range though, because, you know... Sp- Okay, so we're in here, we're enthusiasts, right? You've got M, R, S, and AMG. Yeah. I think it's an easy consensus that AMG are in a bit of a weird space right now, that electric AMG products are a bit like, well, what's going on here? Then across the board, everything is diluting engine-wise. It seems like the C63 is dead in the water. On an Audi RS level, it doesn't feel like they're doing anything particularly new or exciting in the RS department. They all seem to be a bit heavy, a bit quattro, not really. I mean, the RS6 is still a halo product for so many people, but... 
it feels like with BMW, and I say I, I don't want to be biased because we are just BMW fans, but from i5, which I spoke about the first minute it, it launched and got unveiled, through to M2, M3, through to iX, which I, like, it feels like across the range there's products that speak to everyone, Yeah. where you could go, okay, fine, well, an AMG GTR is kind of cool, but it's got to be like the whole offering is what sways it. Yeah, for sure, but, but you know, as well, I think it depends on, on the room as well, like most people in here are car people and, and driver-focused people, so it didn't surprise me that everyone put their hand up for BMW because the, 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 the BMW brand, the BMWs have always been the best to drive out of the three. They just have. The entertainment system always hasn't been up to scratch, but they've always been the best to drive out of the three brands that we're talking about. So yeah. it didn't surprise me that most people put their hand up for BMW in general. Okay, so for those of you that put your hands up for BMW, put your hands up if that's a new thing. Or basically what I'm trying to work out is historically have you always been a BMW fan like Tony's suggesting or do you find yourself preferring BMWs today you can just shout at us is it a new thing it's a new love like You just prefer the BMW. I mean this is the thing is that uh, where, where's the who's got the microphone we just pass the microphone forward down, down here I think this is my thing is you're right okay so BMW and M cars traditionally you know, that's the driver's car but I haven't sat there appreciating BMW because I'm a driver and I want to drive my BMW I just feel like at the moment it's the most attractive proposition especially I'm talking about cars to live with I'm not even mm. buying an M product I'm buying an M Lite or I'm buying an X3 and mm -hmm. you know I say the i5 is a bloody electric car and that's what excites me so I know so yeah down the front what are you going to say if you look back historically even at E36 E46 I've now got an E92 track car, mm -hmm. there's nothing from Audi or Mercedes no. in the But, but as a non-driver, because we're talking about mass brands, right? They're selling everything to everyone. And, yeah, you know, yeah. there's a new, I think, X5 at the back here and stuff like that. You know, this is not just for us. Okay, Tony's probably right. You know, we are enthusiasts, so maybe it's the M badge or the M products that speak to us. But just in a general mass product way, I think they're also ahead. As I say, we spoke about the infotainment system and the livability. Yeah. I don't know pricing-wise, I can't really speak on that, but... They're always similar. I feel like Mercedes are a bit confused at the moment with what they're... Are they electric? Are they not electric? Like, where does AMG fit? What are they? They're F1 champions, are they or not? But, and then Audi, I feel like just a bit behind. I feel like Audi are like five years... Like, what are Audi doing that's really exciting now? Like, what are you looking at from Audi going, well, that's great. Like, yeah. Even the electric stuff, Q4, each one, like, meh. Like, but they have, they have really concentrated on their electric Audi. Have they? Yeah, yeah. But uh, what's like what? Well, Q4 nothing, each one, Q7 each one. Exciting, but I think in general, from our point of view, BMW still do hot M cars. I know Audi have got RS product cars, but they're really, really focusing on their electric brand. So there's so many new Audis that are coming out now. They'll be electric. But don't forget, BMW were the first with i3, mm -hmm. i8. And you know, now obviously we've been waiting a while, but yeah, yeah. they're now across the range. You know, you've got the mixture of the two. I don't know. I say like like. It, it could be that we're just sitting here in a lovely BMW dealership, but I do think at the moment there seems to be BMW are leading the way out of yeah. those out of those three. But you yeah. reckon at some point it will switch again? That always, it yeah. literally always does, mate. Always. Yeah. I've seen it so many different trends. Mercedes had their time, Audi have had their time. It's just BMW's turn. Apparently not when they made the E63 though. That was a disastrous era for yeah. Mercedes. Yep. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. Um, now, for those of you in the room, uh, you maybe have some questions or some thoughts about our road trip, but we've had a couple of episodes that have gone out from the road trip, so we're not going to touch on it too much. But 
since I last saw you, which was a few days ago, you went to the Nurburgring at the end oh. of our trip. Oh, I did, yeah. So we can talk about that. How did we- you get on at the ring? So I came straight home. And you said, oh, I'm going to go to the ring for a few days with my car. I haven't done enough driving. Well, yeah, I haven't done enough. I've only done 2,000 miles. I want to do a bit more. Yeah, so how did you get on? I was nearly in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the rest of our trip as well. We had yeah. so many near-death moments, honestly. like We did, yeah. We, uh, we nearly died. But anyway, um, so how did you get on the ring? What was going on? Um, so it's a, it's a big weekend out there now, actually. It's called the Green Hell Weekend. There's two or three throughout the course of the year. So it's really, really busy there. Um, a few of my friends were there. Archie was there. So um, I said, I'd, Archie had never been round before. So I said, oh, I'll link up with you and I'll show you around. So, Do you um, feel confident showing, sitting in the passenger seat and showing somebody else around? Yeah, yeah. I've Do done you? 40 or 50 laps. So I sort of know where it goes. But now. that's different. Yeah. You doing 40, to sitting next to somebody saying, right, turn left here, break, 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 break. Yeah. Like well, he, he trusts me, Archie, which is And a you shame. trust him. I trust him more that's than the, anything. That's the big thing. Yeah, I don't like, I mean, I get in a car with you and a few other people that but I don't hate getting in the car with mm. people I, I, I won't do it mate I like to drive but I don't mind getting in the car with Archie and we went <clears throat> we went round we went round in the GT3 like I said to you off camera the thing that always amazes me from someone like us or norm, to a racing driver they pick up things so much quicker he'd never he'd done two laps and then he'd done his third lap and he was so fast, like instantly just flat out everywhere. And I'm just going to mate, that's way too fast in there. But they, they just, they just yeah. pick it up so, so quickly. So We did some stuff at the Red Bull Ring. I was doing some filming with Pirelli and they had a, a racing driver there, uh, Vicky, who was doing some filming with them as well. And we were in two McLaren Arturas and it was a foggy morning, really cold. And at some point they said, right, go back to the pits. <laughs> she just flat. <laughs> Flat. I was like, oh my god, where's she gone? Um, And you're right, they just have a different mentality of what they. Well, they know their abilities, but uh, so you went out in the GT3. Went out in the GT3. Yeah, done um, because I hadn't been. I went earlier on in the year, so because it's such a long lap. Like, even if you went like three or six months ago, you need like a few laps to still. Oh yeah, remember that bit because it's so so hard to remember. It's like 15 miles long. The corners are blind or they look half the same. And you come up to a corner, you go, right, this is flat, this corner. And then you think, oh, no, there's a right there. And that's why people go in the wall all the while. I mean, there was two huge accidents yesterday where, you know, shut the track for hours. Because, I mean, this weekend's a bad example because you just get loads of people just going out, never been before. It was so funny. We were sitting at the side of the road because they shut the track. Some lad come up in a BMW M140. He's sitting at the side of the road. He come up with it. Yeah, lads. Don't know where the track is, do you? So you should just drove past it, mate. So, <laughs> so, you ever been before? He said, No, I've never been before. So that's a crash, mate. He's a yeah. BMW 140. He's never been. He's he'll literally drove out. past yeah. it. Yeah, go out, go flat. He's watched on YouTube. He thinks, Oh, they can do that. And they literally pile into a wall. Some mm. of the local lads that go all the while, friends of mine, they said a couple of weeks ago, an M2 went straight out, went flat down the straight, didn't make the first corner, went over the barrier <gasps> and into the woods. And uh, no one knew where the car went. They knew the barrier was damaged, but they couldn't find the car. He was gone. He was in the woods. So it wasn't until about 20 minutes later, they literally found they the car. They realised that, oh yeah. my God. Yeah, Madness. it is quite terrifying. I mean, it's a lot of fun, but it is quite terrifying. And I guess we have experience of going flat and nearly piling into a wall. Should we touch on that but story real quick? So, yeah. 
That's not funny. <laughs> Who nearly so, piled into the wall? Well, we both did. Oh, yeah. So one story which we haven't shared yet, which um, didn't make it into the edit, because I know it won't. Um, it was we, way too fast. <laughs> we went up the <laughs> Grossglockner in uh, Austria. Beautiful. One of the best driving roads in Europe. And if you got there early in the morning, you're the only people there. So we're having some fun. And uh, we're going right up to the top, and we're, we're, we're doing some speed. And I remembered, oh, there's a tunnel at some point, because when I went in the F-type, I left a camera by the side of the road and did like a big flyby through this tunnel. And I see the tunnel at the top, and I'm like, yeah, here we go, I'm going to give it large. So building up some speeds, we get to the tunnel, I just send it into the tunnel, like, Meh! There's two tunnels. Um, <laughs> the first one has a really hard right as soon as you go into it. And it was about six degrees, and it was wet, and there was ice. And I literally, as I went, I went, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> So the wrong tunnel. So I'm like, right, I can't touch the brakes because I'm dead. I genuinely thought this is a huge smash. I was, like, I was like, oh no. And I'm looking, I'm half knowing that Tony's like right behind me. So somehow I make it round to the right and then I go, oh no, but then it's hard right out of the tunnel as well. So I'm like, okay, I've got to somehow shift gear. But obviously being in a manual, one car, um, you can see on the footage, which will not be shared anywhere. Um, I literally, I go ash and white. I somehow get the car around and I'm like, ah! I'm going for a gear, swing it into the next right. And somehow we made it alive. It's the worst feeling when you're plowing into a tunnel and there's awful. water. Because it's always slippery in a tunnel as well. And then you think, oh, oh, there's a right there. I mean, it was a disaster. And you yeah. should never go plowing into a tunnel. I just convinced myself yes, it was straight. No, you should never go. <laughs> but the yes. best thing is, and he is a listener. There was a, a lad in the GT3 RS who had followed us up the hill a bit. Co coincidentally, he was there in his car and he'd followed us. And I think the view from his car must have been outrageous because he'd already been up and down a few times. So he would have remembered that the tunnel went right. And we would have just gone, into this black. We didn't see him again. He was like, I'm not following these idiots. Um, <laughs> Remember that time I nearly put the pistol in the wall in yeah, Spain? Yeah, yeah. Gary was sitting next to me, wouldn't he, Gal? No. But then the big, he was sitting next to me. It's yeah. the biggest crash I've ever seen. We've all been in the car with him. <laughs> and quite terrifying, isn't it? Yeah, not fun. It's because he's so competitive. He's oh, just yeah. determined to be like, oh, fucking have everyone. Yeah. Um, so, but we had fun on our, on our trip. We had a good time. We did, Apart yeah. from that one moment, we drove fairly sensibly. Um, I think by now, all the main channel videos will be out. So if you want to see any of our adventures on track or off track, you can go and check them out. Um, but as I say, uh, it wouldn't have included You should check out the on track one because it's like we nearly had a crash. Like genuinely had a big crash. Did you keep the that in? The problem is with you, Tony. Oh, it's this competitiveness. But so did you keep it in? I don't know. I haven't edited that video oh, yet. But I probably, I almost certainly will. I almost yeah. certainly will. Because it was funny. Tony, even I think, even if you were on track with Lewis Hamilton, I think you it, would... I wouldn't see where he'd gone. No, no. I think you would probably at least... Well, firstly, you'd send it up my inside once. So, so we're going up Austria, turn one. This was the, this was the worst part. <laughs> funny. Prick! <laughs> um, I go, right, come on. So all jokes aside, we said this in the main channel video, he is genuinely very quick, Tony. On track and, and off track. Tony is a very good driver and very, very quick. And a lot of it is confidence, but a huge amount of it is skill. So Not uh, a lot of skill. Uh, uh, no, no, don't do yourself a disservice. He knows what he's doing. Big so, crash. We spent half the morning doing our own thing and I said, right, let's go out on track at the same time. You can kind of see what my lines are doing and it'll be good for the video. So we're going up towards turn one, which is straight uphill. You can break really late. And we both Does anyone know Red Bull Ring? Does it know? Hands up if you know the Red Bull Ring, the F1 track. Goes uphill okay, and yeah. then so fast right. So it's a right. really steep uphill and it's a fast right-hander at the start of the lap. And we'd worked out early in the morning that kind of normal braking was at the 150 meter board and throughout the day you're going to get as close to that did you go past the 100 meter board at any point i did but i overtook you okay so here we go <laughs> i had to so we're going and he's 
coming up the inside and I go, there's bloody Belland. He's just going <laughs> to send it. He's too competitive. So I go, I'll do the old switcheroo on him. I'm going to break just after the 150 because he thinks I'm going to break at 200. I'll break just after the 150. He's going to be too competitive. He'll try and send it up the inside. So he does. I break. He goes sailing up the inside. I go, great. I'm going to do the switcheroo. Instead of allowing me to cut under him and power up the next straight, he literally parks on the apex. He comes to a stop <laughs> on the apex. So I'm like, here we go. Ah! <laughs> I have to grind to hold, lock up, and then he goes, <laughs> drives <laughs> off up the hill. The thing, the thing that done me was, right, if it, had been, if it had been roles reversed and I'd have been on the inside and you'd have been on the outside, breaking at 150 is late. Mm-hmm. I broke at the hundred, mate, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. couldn't stop the car. That but mate, problem. we were not in a race. No, there is a huge runoff. It's attractive. There's like the bit. It's F1 grade. You could have just gone straight. I and you did. Keep saying, mate, I had to make the corner. No, you didn't. But I'm not you going off. Why not? Because it's I don't tarmac off. runoff. It's, there's no gravel. There's no. You could have just gone straight instead, much more dangerously at hundred odd miles an hour. You went. I'll just stop here. Yeah, because I want to get the car turned. But anyway, that's another thing. And there was another one when you got the inside of me. Wor- no, that oh was funny, no, sorry, going downhill. That was the worst one. I had to get out of it. So there's another thing. It's like turn three. So you you go up the hill, turn right. Then there's another another far straight. Then you turn right again. And then there's another straight, and it's downhill braking, and it's like a tight second gear but set it up because this was later in the day yeah I had gained, he was fast I, I'd gained some yeah, speed I'd gained some then. speed but there's one corner which is the downhill right where Hamilton punted off uh, Albon a few years ago yeah, and, you know, it's good. the famous everyone corner I just couldn't quite get it right I couldn't carry as much speed as Tony and, and I was still learning how to do that corner <laughs> so Tony's this far from my bumper everywhere we go I'm just like piss off and so there's a great shot and you can see him right behind my bumper and I go into the corner and I'm going oh no I'm still a bit too far so I carry the brakes into the corner he this far from my bumper goes oh I'm about to punt him off the track so I have to swerve out of the way if we can slam on the brakes uh, again mate, I had to, no I didn't slam on the, I had to get out the brakes okay. I, I mean I was literally going to pile into the back here I, mean, I had thanks, to get mate. out of the brakes I would have pa- you would have had to pay for my car you know that yeah yeah what a dick. So don't go on track with Tony. Don't go uh, on track with yeah, yeah, or at least let him go half a lap before you. But we had a good time. Uh, anyway, we've been going for quite a while. So it's time to do a bit of a Q&A. Hopefully you will have some juicy questions. Nothing is off the record uh, here. Um, we would love to talk about this i5, which is not here. But um, uh, uh, any questions, let us know. So put your hands up and we'll just get the mic to pass around. Just behind you, sir. A, and uh, remember, hold the silver shaft. Thank you so much. So for cars to enjoy on the road... Do you think they have too much power? We were talking about the M cars, and if I remember correctly, both on the M3 and the M5, you have to select the higher power and it actually reduces the power. So do you think modern cars are too powerful to enjoy on the road? I think modern supercars are not too powerful, but to get the thrill and excitement and adrenaline on UK roads, it's tough because that comes through later in the power band or later in the rev range or you have to be pushing on in the car and at that point it's too much so you know i think it's a brilliant that new m3 can be a comfortable cruiser and also a b-road attacker but when you're b-road attacking you're going really fast where e46 generation you could be 10 tenths most of the places like my 360 i'm 11 tenths and i'm still getting overtaken by buses so like but you're getting the enjoyment of pushing on in the car so 
I don't know, I wouldn't say too powerful, but I would just say that the breadth of ability means that it's harder to get that visceral excitement. Yeah. I think, in general, I think most Monaco, I think they're way too fast now. Do you? I think they're way too fast. Yeah. yeah, like, you know, BMW M cars, they're so fast now. Well, yeah. all of them. Yeah. RS cars, modern Porsches, and they're far too... Modern Ferraris, flipping hell. Yeah. I mean, you die in them. I mean, what always does me in... Freddie in that GT2 RS. You can, you can buy a GT2 RS on semi-slick tyres with no driving experience at all and go flat out in it on the road. Yeah. I mean, it's way too fast. Just to clarify, Freddie hasn't bought that car no, yet. No, 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 but, <laughs> but <laughs> well, he might do on the way oh, home. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> but no, you're right. I mean, I guess we differ slightly. I, you know, I, I, I applaud the engineering feat of 1,000 horsepower supercars, but I just think... 99% of the time you're not getting close to what that car's able to do and at which point you're essentially driving around an, an Audi RS6 because yeah. that, that's what it feels like I think most of these cars even the Pista at slow speeds feels like an, an Audi RS or Golf R because it's just so well the, the, the Pista is way more special than the 296 at low speed it, yeah because it, it's rattly yeah and, it know. feels more of an occasion car but, but yeah the 296 like you forget, same with the SF90, you just forget how fast you're going. Yeah, yeah. It's too fast. Uh, anyway, thank you for the question. Uh, next up, we're going to make our way to the back, actually. Man with the beard. Straight back. Oh, he's a nice man. He's got a Range Rover. He's got a Range Rover. He's going to buy an M3 Touring. From you? Hopefully. <laughs> hey, guys. How you doing? Very well. Um, question probably more to Sam. Congratulations on being a family man. Um, have, have you found that that has changed your kind of view when a, a new car's released? that if you see a car that's a bit more practical but still kind of fun and sporty that you've actually got more of an interest and it's kind of changed your journalistic view on the car rather than always wanted the super stripped out lightweight it's actually nice that you can have the, the baby in the back as well no <laughs> um, it, it, it should I think I notice when a car has isofix so the Abarth 500E has isofix on the front seat and I was like that's kind of cool. I quite like the idea of having the baby on the front. So you obviously got to deactivate the airbag and things like that. But I sometimes notice things. I notice boot space a lot more. I'm definitely aware of boot space. Um, but no, I mean, you know, the cars that I like, I'm not really looking at as like family cars. I think I probably am aware. Okay, F-Pace SVR, prime example, you know, Love that car, love the idea of that car. I think it's incredible what it can do. Still say that it's the m biggest bargain performance SUV. But as a family car, not ideal. Way too bumpy, bit too noisy, way too thirsty. So maybe I discount things quicker. But yeah, I'm not going like, oh, that's great because it's got, you know, but not yet. Maybe when my kid gets to five, six, seven years old and things... I'm not six or seven. No, no, but you're... <laughs> I just act like one. Your daughter is, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, hasn't changed things yet. All it's done is just give me a headache in terms of what cars I want in my garage, that's all. <laughs> but good question, and thank you very much. Uh, next up, uh, we'll come down just in front of you there on the right. Hi. Um, one of my old colleagues a few years ago, when the Stelvio just got um, announced, he specced up a new one and ordered it, but with a, well, with a diesel engine. But when he picked it up, 
drove down the road, it was like, this doesn't sound like a diesel, and it actually been, there was a petrol engine in it by accident. Um, it's done him a favour. <laughs> well, it's a better, it's better. So I was, just, I was just wondering if you had, I was confused by this, I was like, I've never heard of anything like that happening before, so I was just curious. Oh, you, you must have heard many of these stories, yeah. haven't you? All the while. I mean, <laughs> I've got some. <laughs> <laughs> that was supposed to be an I3. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've heard of cars being delivered with opposite wheels on each side, cars in wrong paint colours. Schmees was famous. Oh, has he told that story? That green GT3 he had, that was the wrong car. It was so, wrong, yeah, it was the wrong yeah, colour. Yeah, wrong I think he has so about like, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it happens a lot. I mean, you yeah. must have heard way more stories oh, than man. I have. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's quite extreme, a diesel and a petrol mess up. But forgive me if I'm wrong, Gary, but I assume that a lot of the time it's inputting data into a system, right? And so if somebody's having an off day or not paying attention or just accidentally click the wrong button, it could be as theoretically simple as yeah, that. Yeah. And if no one notices that they clicked tier, to what, you know, whatever, 55, <laughs> not 45, or, you know, I, I guess, it, and then no one picks it up. Yeah. Here's your confirmation. No one spotted that it's a petrol, not a diesel. But as yeah, you but say, then there's order forms and stuff, aren't there? You know, like the customer does get a... Yeah, so that's what I mean. The customer wouldn't have noticed it either. So it's not, it's not, you know, it's not necessarily going to be anyone's specific fault. Well, it's someone's fault. But I had it with the, did I have it with the GT3? I think I had it with the GT3 where something ended up on the spec list that I said I didn't want. And we had to, I was like, no, no, I said I didn't want that. And it had been included. So yeah, you know, systems. But it's quite an extreme, Uh, I will admit. (laughs) Uh, Next up, uh, just in front, Rich got a question. If it's another plug for your YouTube channel, it's not happening. Yeah. do you have an update on your garage situation when you're uh, buying a Challenge Shadali? Oh, flipping hell, we finish at one. <laughs> Tony hates this because literally the whole road trip, every night at dinner, I was just showing him links to stuff. Look at this. Like, mate, look at this. Look at this. It's <laughs> unbelievable. What about this? I'm a mess, mate. I'm a mess. I'm actually bidding on an FF tonight on collecting cars. So by the time this is out, who knows? Could have bought an FF. So all go home and bid on it. No, don't say that. <laughs> so he pays loads of money for it. <laughs> what a dick. I'm my most... So obviously the GT3 is going nowhere. Love it more than ever. Brilliant car. Got the F-Pace for a while. I've got this plan to add a little, or some kind of electric as a run around. This is a secondary car because I've spoken about the family conundrum. Yeah. Yeah, I-5, absolute stunner. Um, so then the Ferrari thing is I'm coming more and more to terms with moving on from the 360. Um, and obviously my narrative has always been that would be for a Stradale. And that is still my narrative. But all I'm thinking is with there's no Stradales on the market, also would it benefit me to give myself a bit of breathing room and to go and try another Ferrari for 18 months to do a year's worth of adventures in something else, firstly just to break up. Because if I go from 360 Moderna, my car, into a Stradale, will it feel too similar? Will I feel a bit like, oh, have I really changed much here? Whereas if I go and do an FF or a Roma or a Lusso or a Cali T <laughs> um, or whatever, for a year, go and do a load of adventures, have a load of fun and then come back to the Stradale, I think I might rejuvenate myself. Everyone's going, oh yeah, but then the Stradale market's going to move forward so much. It's already moved forward. Right-hand drive cars are 200 grand. I haven't got 200 grand. So yes, with, you have. And uh, no, I don't. Yes, you do. Check my bank balance. You want to look at my banking <laughs> Yes, please. App? No, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I've got nursery starting for the baby in January. We've had to remortgage because of the interest rates. That's going up a grand a month. You know, I've got a lot of things going on that I'm like, yeah. Anyway, so 
It's Lidl for you then instead of Harrods. It is. It is. Well, no, so Harrods is important. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I can't tell you I'm a mess. I might have bought an FF by the time this has gone out. Um, there's also a Stradale on collecting cars, but I think that's going to go way too much. Somebody messaged me saying, I've got Stradale in Europe. It's 270,000 euros. What? I'm like, cool story, bruv. Um, so yeah, I have no update for you, but at some point everything's going to change. Watch this, mate. Yeah, financial ruin. Uh, but anyway, thank you for the question, mate. Uh, next up, we'll come back across the room. Let's go moustache first. Sorry, man, that's the only way I could <laughs> point you out. Um, and then we'll go across the other side. Hi, guys. Yeah, so I was just wondering. Um, I'm picking up a new car on Saturday, which is an F-Type P450. Ooh. Ooh. And I'm driving a G82 M4 at the moment. Gary would be fuming that you buy in a Jag. They're similar. They're obviously not that similar in a way, but the price was quite comparable. I just thought you two would probably have quite a different opinion. One hundred percent. Whether it's an upgrade, a downgrade, or what your thoughts are. I would put your hoodie up when you leave because these guys will beat you up as you walk out the door of the BMW dealership. Um, but no, I mean I'm always going to err on F-Type. I think you'll get more personality from the F-Type on a day-to-day. You will notice on the real twisties, B roads, back roads, that it's handling-wise. Probably, I'm not going to say night and day. Which generation M4 did you say you had? It's a new shape, G82. Yeah, I, I think you'll not be disappointed, but I think you'll feel that the F-Type is a grand tourer. Well, I think that M4 on the back roads is pretty dialed in, isn't it? So, But I, I would get more enjoyment on the day-to-day level from the F-Type. Where's your head at? Well, I think you put yourself in financial ruin. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've already done your conkers on the M... Four or the M3, whatever, and now you're about to do it again on the F type thing. What is it? They do die, F yeah. types value wise, but. And you bought a worse car. I mean, I can't tell it's you. It's not necessarily worse. It's worse, well, mate. I cannot tell you how many times I see this, by the way. People part exchanging cars, and you think, flipping hell, you're buying a worse car. You're giving me a better car. What was the one you told me? There was a famous one you called me up, and you couldn't believe he was changing it. Oh, there's so many. M- Mullet over, see if it comes yeah. back to you. But there was a one that you were like, I cannot believe this cannot idiot believe he's swapping. Doing this. <laughs> anyway, well, I-, I-, I think you'll have fun, but you may live to regret it. Who knows? Uh, we'll cross go to the other side of the room because people with hands. We'll go to Figaro first, and then we'll come down to uh, sunglasses. Figaro. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, mate. That's literally. You say, my missus is thinking of buying. Uh, have, you, have, you, have, you, uh, have you asked your wife? Is it all right for you to ask this question? <laughs> it's her question, Thank actually. you, Tony. <laughs> it's, it's her question submitted. Go on. I've since remembered the phrase passenger princess, and I think that defines yeah, what she yeah. is. Um, my question to you, Sam, actually, if you look at the YouTube triangle of you, Tim, and James, uh, nobody has a Japanese car. Is there a particular reason? And have you considered... <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did James not buy did you, No, hold on a sec. We had this whole conversation in the Porsche Museum. She said, in the 90s, the Japanese were doing things so much better than the drama. Ten years ahead. Now they're ten years behind. No, but buy a car from that era. I don't think you're talking about... Yours is talking about a Japanese car in general, right? Like, Yeah, even an S2000 or something newer. Well, hold on a sec. But I think... Um, didn't James buy something Japanese? Well, yeah, I don't call it... I mean, is it still stock, the Yaris? No. Um, I, it's not my scene. I mean, I've said that a few times on the channel. For me, I just, you know, gr- growing up and when I was at school, all the kids that I thought were cool, all, the, all my mates, my cousins were driving golfs. Uh, really old, really old. <laughs> <laughs> Rolls Royces, Bentleys. <laughs> 
the thing is, you're not too wrong. No. There was a kid, I remember. What was the old BMW with the three series with the short back? You know, the, like the compacted one? The TI. Compact. Yeah, yeah. The TI? Three series compact. Three series compact. Yeah, yeah. So he rocked up and he was the son of... Who did Tubular Bells? <laughs> Mike... Mike Oldfield. Mike, exactly. And he, this was his son. And he was a cool guy anyway. And he was at school. What's his name? Old for, uh, anyway cool guy and he rocked up in this such a highly spec three series combat and I was like oh my god so if the guys at my school were doing that and but no one was in a Japanese car so I just it wasn't around me <laughs> you turn up in a Jap car with neon lights around it honestly that, yeah. that's you know that's what was happening you know outside the school grounds yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just purely circumstantial and apart from watching Fast and Furious going like oh that thing's cool it just wasn't my world, and so I just never dabbled into it. And I've had a few experiences in R34 stuff, and they're, they're cool. I drove that 22B, it was amazing. But it's, it's just not my scene. I, I can't speak for Shmi and James, um, but knowing that they both went to similar schools to me, I would suggest that's probably something to do with it. But yeah. you're, kind of, you're a bit more into your Japanese yeah, cars. Yeah, you've had a few bits here Because there. back then, they were good value, and they were fast for what, yeah, they, for yeah, what they were. Yeah. So yeah, we all couldn't afford German cars. Yeah. So, But the problem is, is that the... The Germans caught up with turns performance and obviously refinery and made the cars better, so everyone buys German cars. They are just better. Uh, just a couple of those in front of you on the left. We'll get the microphone. We'll do a couple more questions after this. So Rishi has just announced that he's in. He's vowed to end the war on motorists. Um, what single thing would each of you Election. change <laughs> yeah. to uh, to Voters. improve the, the life of drivers in the UK? Get rid of cycle lanes. Oh, 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 oh. It's definitely edit that out. <laughs> definitely edit that out. That is terrifying. 20 mile an hour speed limit in oh. London. No, no, 20 miles an hour, I'm not against. Tw genuine 20 speed miles. Speed bumps? Yeah, no, no, speed bumps, I'm not against. Like 20 miles an hour, I think in the you're not going faster than 20 miles an hour in the city anyway. Right in the city. Yeah, fair. yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. You know, what's the one? If it's 20 here, that's a bit insane. But I, of course, I'm going to mention cycle lanes as a central Londoner because they are literally giving up dual carriageways and giving cyclists single cyclists entire lanes like car width lanes that doesn't make sense to me if you look at the way they do it in Europe with taking parts of the pavement that makes sense or at least giving part of a lane to a cyclist for sure cyclists need safety but not the way they seem to have done it in central London um, who rides a pedal bike here I don't know uh, yeah pedal bike put his hand straight up he's fuming no no, no. <laughs> but it it is terrifying, right? If you're on a push bike on the road, I think it is terrifying. So I understand why you feel like you need safety and security. They've just done it in a really bad way. I don't know what... I think... I mean, Rishi's just freaking... He's just getting the votes in, isn't he? Yeah. What is the war on motorists? What does everyone feel like? Are we being really attacked? Yes. How? Oh, or having what? to go electric? No. Is that really well, a we war? we haven't. They put that back. Yeah, but only by five years. So oh, it's not going to slow down BMW, is it? No. They've got to do it for Europe anyway, so... Yeah, yeah. So, like, what's the, what is the war? Oh, they just keep putting tax. Oh, I, I tell you what, that, that, that £300 levy on road tax every year for new cars over 40 grand is piss take. What's yeah. that for? But is that not happening just across the world that we're getting charged for everything everywhere? I mean, everyone Electric, has a, has a different like, tax, yeah. But mm. what is that for? That is literally a piss take okay. for five years. Because it's becoming more expensive to drive and to have a combustion everything. engine vehicle. Look at, look at fuel, like... I mean, I know it's the fuel companies, but the government should put more pressure on them. When, when, the, when the oil barrel is a certain amount of money, they still keep the fuel. It should be 
more regulated. It's not fair. But do you think any government is going to do that? No, they won't do it because of the tax. Yeah. Because of the tax on the fuel. Obviously, the more they sell the fuel for, fuel for, the more tax they get. But it's I, not right. I just think it's one of those smoke and mirrors politician chat of like, we're going to stop the what? Well, what are you actually going to do? Like, what does, what does that mean? Well, we like, can't do anything. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, cool. Like, keep attacking us. Um, but fa- fair question. I understand where it's coming from. And damn you bikers. Um, uh, last couple of questions then. We've got one down the front, which we'll finish on. So glasses at the back, and then we'll come back. Glasses? Come. Well, I just, I'm helping people identify, you know, who to pass the mic to. So I was speaking to Sam earlier about it. By today's standards, how important are infotainment in cars like Android Auto, Apple CarPlay? Because I was looking at an old C63 that hasn't got any of that, no radar cruise. How, what would you say is the more important, have fun with an old big engine or have less fun in something that's more practical for every day use? Some models you can put Apple CarPlay and Android in. From sell new cars, most people, it's one of the first questions they ask. Got Apple CarPlay? Like, literally, it's like a game changer for most people that buy newer cars that has to have Apple CarPlay now. I mean, I think it's one of the best inventions ever. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, I think it's essential. I think yeah. they were, maybe they were chatting on Spike's car radio about light, lightweight, yeah, good old Spike. Yeah. Um, lightweight cars, right? You know, we all sit here as enthusiasts going, yeah, Alpine A110, you know, why aren't Ferrari building a little 1200 kilo, little entry level Dino? You know, we all want lightweight, but people don't buy lightweight because people want good speakers. They want infotainment. They want Apple CarPlay. They want comfort. So I agree. It's, if I'm looking at an old car, my first thought is, right, well, how can I fit CarPlay in that? Because we can't and we shouldn't be using our phones behind the wheel. And, oh, hello, Corgi. Is that the dog? Here's the dog. Bored now. Okay. It's gone on too long, this. Yeah, yeah. Is he going to ask a question, the dog? Or? Maybe, yeah, we can get the mic to it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 hands up if you would, if CarPlay is an important part of your car buying decision or, or Android Auto. Less than I would have thought, to be fair, but... So I, do, you, I, do you miss it in your 360, for instance? Good point. Uh, no, and I wouldn't retrofit a CarPlay system into that car because I don't like the way it looks. So I just have a suction mount. Um, but I will freely admit that does encourage me to try and use my phone. Obviously, I make sure that I don't. But if it's there in front of me and it bings with a WhatsApp, it's hard not to look at the little notification. Yeah. Well, obviously, when it's on CarPlay, you can do it all dictation. or So, yeah, I think it's important. It's definitely important yeah. for me, I think, entertainment. Uh, we're going to pass the mic all the way down to the front for our final question of the morning. Thank you, everybody, for being so... Oh, the corgis had to leave. Keeps barking. Oh, no, we didn't mind that. Is no one mind the barking. I needed a pee. Oh. It's a bit like you when you need a pee. Oh. Tony, it was such an old man on our road trip, we had to stop every five minutes to go to the loo. It really showed up your age on this well, recent road trip. Exaggerating mate. five minutes, but... Yeah. Ten. Uh, anyway, last question of the day. How are you doing, yeah, mate? So I just wanted to say first, um, it's a great venue, and this is one of the best that we've been to as well. So thanks are for you both that. still BMW employees? I never worked for them. Oh, okay, I well, still, I discount all your comments. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, I agree, thank you. So the reviews of the 911 ST have come out now. Mm, um, we didn't talk about that, did we? poo-pooed originally. Um, has your mind changed? Because personally, if I was looking at, and Tony's going to hate this, the new GT3 RS and the ST, I personally would soon have the ST. I don't know if you thought the same, Sam. I know the answer to this. Did you watch an ST review? No. Yeah, I saw that coming. Um... I mean, I know I'm going to drive it and say it's amazing. I, I still am not that fast. I, and there's so many Porsche people like, this is, this is 
Jesus amongst men. This is unbelievable. This is the holy grail. And I get it. And of course, me, I'm going to pick an ST over 3RS. Am I sitting here wanting an ST more than any other Porsche? No. Um, but don't they all say that about every new GT no, or but, thingy but, Porsche? But, but, it's the best one. What about the GT4 RS? The best driver's car ever. I think, every, I think every journalist is going to love the ST, of course, because any of us spend a day or half a day in an ST on a perfect road, I think we're all going to go, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Matt, Matt Watson couldn't stop talking about how great it was when he was driving it. Yeah, which totally makes sense, and I get that. You're going to love it, but considering that no one's going to get one, no one's going to get allocation, how close a GT3 touring and an ST, like, I don't know, there's not enough on it that makes me go, this is a night and day experience from, it's just a better, it's a better iteration of the GT3 touring. Um, it's so hard for me to say, because I know I'll drive it and say it's unbelievable, but I don't know, I'm still, I'm, I watched one review, I watched Zach from Smoking Tire, and I was like, yeah, like, like, cool, like, but I'm not sitting here freaking out I look about forward it. to your review now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, best car ever! Oh, my I'm God. I'm selling my GT3 for one. Oh, no. Straight on collecting cars. Um, anyway, well, yeah, f fair question, and, and let's watch this space. Thank you. Um, but I was speaking to somebody before about Spider RS, and, and I think, um, for me, actually, even with hindsight, that, that's the, that and Sport Classic are the two that I'd probably go out and buy today if I had lots of silly money to spend on a, an additional Porsche and because I've already got a GT3 it would probably be the Spider RS I guess um, so yeah okay well look, I think that's it we've dragged on a little bit and, uh, and thank you so much for all your questions and for being so patient we hope you enjoyed this episode it's always fun for us to have a little chat with you uh, those of you that might be attending our next event uh, podium in Newbury we'll see you at the end of the month don't forget those of you coming in December to Alexander's Prestige the date has shifted by a week it is now the 10th of December and Australia well bloody hell we're a month out or less from our first Australian show so we cannot wait to see so many of you there uh, everyone that's come today give yourself a round of applause you've been a fantastic audience Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.